And welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with Morris Sachs. Merry Christmas, MB. Merry Christmas to you, pal. I am sorry to hear you're a little bit under the weather. Uh, as soon as I cross the George, ba- George Washington George Washington Bridge on my return home from Florida, apparently I was immediately infected by Omicron once I entered the tri-state area. Um, yeah, I have no <sighs> idea where I got it. Um, all of a sudden, I just felt hot. I, I just, yeah. um, I felt hot and then I was cold and then I couldn't get warm and I had a fever and 24 hours later I was totally fine. Wow. Yeah. Baruch Hashem. Cool. I'm glad Thank you. Yeah. 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 Wow. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what's your safety protocol? What do you guys? Uh, you know, I talked to to trusted medical professionals, our friend, Dr. DeLuco. Okay. And he, and he said it, that it, at this point, it's silly for me to stay away from my wife and daughter, but not to go to my parents and my brothers and my right. sisters. That's it. Right. So I'm I'm going to be in. I'm at home with the family. Um, okay. But they tested. They both tested negative. My wife and daughter yeah. both. Yeah, twice they both tested with negative. Like I don't know quick, how they the did. quick test thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I same have, one got me. Yeah, I have determined through rigorous uh, empirical evidence that those tests don't work. Okay. Yeah. I, that's how I felt too. I said it was a false positive, but then when they did two back to back, but let me tell you this: it's it's really hard to get a PCR test. I can't get a PCR test until like January sixth, like for a week. Oh, from good. Now. Yeah, so that's helpful. Yeah. The uh, testing know, and think, tracing. You think that's tough? Try and get a pizza in Scottsdale, <laughs> Arizona. Uh, is it two hours? On what? Friday or Saturday? Uh, we called last Sunday night. It was two hours. Wow. But, um, you know, it's funny how my mind works. Uh, maybe funny, sad, but uh, so today, uh, actually, last night, I was killing a little time trying to figure out what might be interesting to talk about. And I, of course, drawing a blank. And uh, Cheryl uh, has her booster shot scheduled for this coming Tuesday. And I'm like, yeah, maybe there's something sooner. So I was went online and discovered that there was a, an appointment today at Walmart at 11:20. Mm-hmm. So I said, "Honey, do you want to take this?" And she's like, "Sure." So I click her in, and then we go over to uh, Walmart, and we get there a little bit early to pick up a couple of like grocery items. And both of us are a little sheepish because we've only been to the Walmart. In Norwalk, mm-hmm. which uh, when I went, which is years ago, it was it was freaking awful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I developed a bad attitude about Walmart. Understandable, but, but this one was was awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> it, a, a little weird situation. So you know, Cheryl and I are walking in, and it's it's raining here in Arizona, which the the real estate agent promised me was never going to happen. Right, right. So I remember that. There we go into the real estate agent bucket. But anyway, uh, as Sean and I are walking into the store, a couple of uh, what seemed to be Walmart employees came up to us. And um, one of them looked at me and said, Sir, I'm, I think you might be in the wrong place. And I said, What? And he's like, I don't think this is your kind of store. 
Um, wow. That's, that's a joke, kidding. That's, that's a joke. <laughs> but that, no, they did come up and yeah. greet us. Okay. Which, mm-hmm. is, which I thought was terrific. So we, we go into the store, and this is not like a store. This is a city. This is a super center. Yeah. Unbelievable. So mm-hmm, they have, mm-hmm. a, they have a, a bank. Of course, the mm-hmm. first thing I notice is a bank. <laughs> uh, they have a nail salon. They have a Burger King. Wow. Uh, pharmacy. Yep. Yeah. And so we, we walk over to the pharmacy, mm-hmm. and there's a line of people. And so Cheryl gets in the line, and uh, I get sent off with my list of things she wanted me to buy. Of course, knowing that, uh, you know, I better not fuck that up, right? Because uh, right, it's dangerous already. Exactly. You two are separated. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm, she's getting in line, and I'm kind of chatting with her for a minute. And it's a little unclear where you're supposed to go for the booster shot thing. So she's waiting in line, and some woman a bit older than us starts to skulking around the front of the line and starts to get in front of Cheryl and she looks and she's, I, I just, I'm going to jump in here. I just have one question <laughs> to ask. And Cheryl's like, uh, I waited in line and all I have is a question. So you can mm-hmm. wait in line too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and which is a, which is a bit aggressive for the missus, but you know, I, of course I, Understand everyone's a little bit anxious with the holidays. And the woman said, well, you don't have to be rude. Mm, Wow. And Cheryl, (laughs) an incredible comeback, life of contract high. She said, I'm not being rude. I'm being direct. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? There's a reason Ah. we're happily married after all these years because she's just got a way about her, which Mm -hmm. is is fantastic. So, um, The reason I thought of Walmart when I started talking about the pizzas is because right by the pharmacy was this massive freezer case filled with frozen pizzas. And they're like three bucks. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, there's an opportunity, right? Because (laughs) you're going to do raise. You're going to do raise. (laughs) You can buy them for three bucks and you put an online thing Mm -hmm. and you sell them for $25. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Arizona, they wouldn't know the difference out there either, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's one place that's got okay pizza, but, okay. you know, it's it's not New York, and it's certainly, mm-hmm. it's certainly mm-hmm. not Chicago. So um, so you were, you were convalescing down in Florida, and then as soon as you hit the New York-New Jersey border, it, all hell broke loose, huh? Yeah, and, and everyone told me, stay in Florida. You know, they said, well, why come back here? They said the numbers are terrible. Everyone's terrible. got eight, eight and ten people. Every, everyone has it here. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, here I am. Um, but but if, if that's the extent of it, it's a shame. You know, I made it this far. I made it two years or whatever this long without catching it. But if I, if that was the worst of it was was a fever for 12 hours and one, right. one sweaty night's sleep, I, I'll take it to put it behind me. Yeah, I, it just seems like everybody that uh, that we know is uh, getting it in one way, shape, or form. I, you know, it was so bad. Like the the phone rang at like six a.m. this morning, and and the markets were closed today, right? So actually, I was kind of planning on sleeping in, and the phone rings, and I'm like, oh, it's got to be fucking spam. And uh, <laughs> I look up, and it's a FaceTime, Lisa, and, not Lisa, but Kate and Maddie, and I, I'm like, oh, jeez. And uh, I turn the thing on, and they see Cheryl and I are just like woken up by the phone call, and uh, um, they're like, uh, "Our flight for tomorrow got canceled." And what happened? It's like so many people got sick mm-hmm. on the cruise, so uh, so we had to make some other arrangements. But um, hopefully, they'll they'll be here later today. Oh, good. Is, which is nice. Um, yeah. So I guess this is the Christmas special, huh? It is. Um, it doesn't feel like Christmas for me. I don't know. Maybe it's because I've gotten older. Um, or maybe it's just kind of the grim feel of this year that is kind of, uh, it doesn't feel like the, the celebratory, the, the joy, the buzz of Rockefeller Center. Um, I just don't feel the, I just don't feel the, the overwhelming Christmas joy. You're not year. feeling the love. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I really don't. It's just, it's just been a dark, dreary year. Um, yeah. Unless you've been invested in the S&P 500, of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's been a, <laughs> been a pretty good year for you. Not so yeah. much for old pal Kathy, but uh, most other people have done. done she okay. walked that back a little bit. Okay. <laughs> well, 
I mean, maybe, but I would say legal walked it back a little bit. I, I, I okay. How close to, to, to crossing the line is that? Is, is her? To be clear, we're talking about Kathy Wood. How would you even say it? Touting, selling, pitching, predicting. Uh, predicting. predicting. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's been so many years since I knew these rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had passed the Series 7, and then, uh, which is kind of the, the standard securities uh, regulation uh, license. And then I can't remember where I took the, the Part 23 or 24. It was one of those two. Um, interesting. It used to be that if you didn't work for a securities firm for a couple of years, your license would expire. And uh, at least a while ago, all you had to do was re-register and they would reinstitute your Series 7. But if your license expired, you had to retake the 23 or 24. Uh, interesting fact, factoid, was uh, apparently uh, John Corzine got uh, a pass on having to retake the 2324. Uh, Once again, sources believe to be reliable but cannot be guaranteed. Um, And we all know how well that worked out for everybody. Um, What were we talking about? Uh, Kathy and her... um, Oh, yeah. So, I I mean, yeah, I suspect that's uh, Nishkit. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, It's... You were asking in a more legal sense right because people uh, said that that this is borderline red flag like you're, you're really like uh, treading on thin ice here lady when she well, when I, she puts up on numbers my guess is it's not borderline i guess it's it's yeah not even like toe on the line it's like you know it's like traveling in the nba <laughs> <laughs> yeah you took four steps got it yeah i understand uh, because you know you, you see any of these ads where they they talk about returns yeah. It's always, you know, past performance, no guarantee of future results. You know, of course, always, yeah. yeah. So, um, but to me, more importantly, it's consistent with you know, my observation about behavior of somebody that's fallen apart. Um, you know, it's. Do you ever take uh, uh, life saving, like you know, Red Cross swimming, life saving? Yeah, no. It's okay. Don't worry about it. No. Um, I mean, yeah, because the Irish aren't from an island nation. No, 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 no. It's dark and cold there, too. Yeah, I know. know. Same here. (laughs) Right. Uh, One of the things, and you will laugh at how I, this is the one thing I remember. They told you that if you see somebody drowning, throw them something. Don't go in after them. Uh, because they'll take you down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll pull you down river. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Throw, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Save uh, yourself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm, First mm. of all, do no harm. Yeah, you can't help others if you're. Yeah, wow. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so um, I don't know what made me think of that when regards to Kathy, but you know, she's trying anything she can to uh, to stay alive. And, yeah. and I was watching the markets yesterday. Uh, I guess why it was yesterday different than any other day? No, no reason. But uh, everything was up, uh, and ARC was down for a good portion of the day. It's it's Kevin Muir coined this phrase. It's like the bull market and bullshit is over. Mm, so all yeah. these crap stocks that she owns that make no money, yeah, uh, you know their day in the sun is over. So it's. I'm very interested to see how that thing pulls out. You know, she uh, she's very religious, right? Indeed. And it reminds me of this thing. I, I met. This is this is not a great Christmas story. Um, oh. But hey, I'm not. <laughs> it's not my holiday. Yeah, exactly. No problem. <laughs> so uh, years ago, uh, this is a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on the gimbal's ride, and before your day, uh, when you got to the top of Route 172, there's that uh-huh. big descent as you come close to the 684. 684, Fox And it was Lane, a yeah. mixed uh, 
a kind of material of uh, of the road. So it was part asphalt and part cement, and there was a seam between the two pieces. Why they did that, I I don't know, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's you know anyway. But that was a, a typical place for a, for a crash mm-hmm. because you know riders would be focused in front and they might slide a little off to the right and the front wheel would get caught in that ah yeah yeah trough yeah. and they go down. So mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of new to the ride, and uh, some fellow in front of me. Uh, goes into the crack and he does the end over and he falls and he apparently, and it turns out to be true, he broke his collarbone. So, like I said three times now, I was new to the ride, so me and uh, two other guys stopped to help him. <laughs> Just going to say you And the reason stop. I said I'm new to the ride is because I stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was uh, the only, first and only time you learned. <laughs> well, I... I think I saw it tw- twice more, and finally mm. one of the commenters said, I'm not a doctor. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> what am I going to do for him? Yeah. And anyway, so me and two other guys wait and uh, call the cops, and the ambulance comes, and it's like 30 minutes we're waiting. Mm-hmm. And I'd never mm-hmm. met this guy before, and uh, he was one of the better writers. And uh, anyway, you know, thank it seemed to me at that point in my life that that was the only nice thing to do, right? Yeah, when yeah. Somebody fell, they got hurt. You should make sure he's okay, right? Well, yeah, you know, yeah. Make sure he's not obviously dead. asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> when you're at the card table and you don't know who the chump is, you're the chump. So, anyway, uh, we take the cutoff, aka Chestnut Ridge. Oh yeah, and uh, you know we meet up with. I don't think we met up with the group, but we did the ride on our own and. Uh, Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's kind of the long and the short of the interlude. So like next year, uh, we're riding up 120, which is the early part of the Gimbals ride. And I see this guy. And uh, I rode up next to him and I said, hey, how you doing? I'm I'm Morris Sachs. Last year when you fell and, and got hurt, I waited with you for the, the uh, ambulance. And I was kind of expected, oh, you know, how you doing? Thanks so much. He kind of grunted at me and rode <laughs> off. I'm like, okay, fuck you, <laughs> douche. He could have been. He could have been struggling to stay on though. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe no, you know, some people, no, no, no. Some people can't chit chat on 120. His license plate was like Cat Three. <laughs> okay, okay, got it. I understand. So, uh, okay. okay. So uh, anyway, it's like these are jerks. Yeah, Roadies. exactly. Well, I mean, there's, no, there's no debating it. <laughs> Unbelievable. You and I are the exception, obviously. But so uh, once again, like I said, this is not a great story. Um, so a couple years later, uh, we're riding on the warm-up portion of the ride, and this fellow who now has not said boo to me in two mm-hmm. years, right? He rides up and he says, "Hey, how you doing?" I'm like, uh, <laughs> "You talking to me?" <laughs> and and he's like, uh, "Is it true you have an airplane?" Now, you know, I went out of my way to be nice to this guy. Which, by the way, that is not my that is not my default scenario, right? Right. So, so I I don't know what happened. I think I know, but I I can't. It wouldn't be right to say. But uh, he so he asked me if if we had uh, had an airplane. And I was, I just, what a fucking asshole this guy is, right? <laughs> so how do I respond in, I respond in kind? And I'm like, oh, let me think. We have one or two. I can't remember at this point whether we. So anyway, uh, keeping in mind, this story ends badly. Um, you know, I anyway, a few minutes later, the ride breaks mm-hmm. apart and and a couple weeks later, I, I see the guy on the ride. And at this point, I like most things, I, I feel a little guilty about what I had done. And so the guy rides up to me, and, and he's chatting me up now. So clearly, since I have one bit of two airplanes, I'm somebody worth knowing. And he, and he said, uh, so you do a lot of stuff on Wall Street, right? And I said, uh. I do. And he said, well, um, 
would you mind spending some time with me uh, and give me some career advice? Now, uh, like I said, I, I, uh, I felt bad because I kind of was a, a prick about the thing. And mm-hmm. uh, on the other hand, you know, it's like paper covers. Paper covers mm-hmm. rock. You know, who's the bigger prick, him or me, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I have a kind of a soft spot when people ask for help or advice. And um, so I said, sure. He says, uh, I'll tell you what, let's, uh, let's meet for dinner or something. So I said, okay, you tell me one and I'll meet you. So we, we set the date and I go down to Greenwich Avenue where nary a good meal can be found. <laughs> <laughs> So we're having dinner, and I'm getting a little bit of the download that, you know, he's underperformed his career. Uh, he hasn't saved the kind of money he thought he would. You know, he, he's moved back and forth from here to there, and he bought a house and sold a house and bought a house and sold a house, so he's, he hasn't been able to accumulate any savings. And, and so for me, in these type of situations, I, I try and get – people to focus on what's important in life, okay? So it's easy for me because I've had some success and I've been able to have the um, the trappings of wealth uh, ostentatiously and come to uh, realize that they're not really what make you happy. Although <laughs> I certainly tried. <laughs> Sorry. That sounds like asshole. I apologize. Um, so anyway, I said to the fellow, tell me, what's the most important thing in your life? And he thinks, and he looks at me with a straight face, and he says, well, that would be Jesus. And I'm like, excuse yep. me? Mm-hmm. He says, Jesus, my, my faith mm-hmm. in Jesus. Mm-hmm. I said, uh, okay, uh, you're married, right? Yeah. Kids? Yeah. 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 So you got Jesus, then your kids. He goes, yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you might, obviously my kids are the most important thing in the world to me. I said, except for Jesus. Jesus comes and, first. Um, I, uh, at that point, I, uh, <laughs> I called for the southpaw from mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from the yeah. bullpen. Uh-huh. I, I'm going to leave that story there because I it's if you think yep. it's south now it goes south hard and nope. uh, but I know the ending the the religious stuff so yeah yeah I, I got it can I I got to tell you a joke yep humor me okay mm-hmm. so um I used to go to temple like all good Jews twice a year. Right, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. what days? Yeah. Like Rosh Hashanah? Yeah, and Yom Kippur, yeah. maybe, yeah, if it's not yeah, raining. Okay. <laughs> right, I was going to say, did you walk? Do you, did you, you didn't walk, though. You drove, okay? Well, we drove, but we had to walk from where we parked, which was okay. not close, right? <laughs> right, okay. Because they had, the like, the barricades, because yeah, you know, okay. everyone was, it's like killed Jew season, which <laughs> is open all year, apparently. But anyway, um, so the rabbi, you know, who I'm, I have... I'm I'm not a big fan, but anyway, I'm going to set that aside because that's a different story. But uh, he actually tells a story, and he's talking about you know money, and you know money's really not what's important. It's family and this and that. And so he tells this story about uh, the old rabbis in the study, and a man comes in. I I haven't practiced this joke, so mm-hmm. I hope I don't okay. fuck it that's up, fine. but. Uh, the 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 congregant comes into the study and says, Rabbi, I have such troubles. Tell me, what are your troubles? So my business is terrible. We have no money. My daughter is due to get married. I have to provide a big wedding to save face in the community. Tell me, Rabbi, what what can I do? And the rabbi said, Go home tonight and open the Torah to whatever page you want. Close your eyes and put your finger on any spot on the Torah, and where you read, the Lord will give you the answer to your problem. 
I says, come on. And the rabbi's <laughs> like, trust me. <laughs> so anyway, it's like three months later, the guy comes back. Clearly, you know, well comported. Rabbi, mm-hmm. thank you. Beautiful wedding. All my debts paid off. Blah, 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 blah. And the rabbi said, okay, so when you opened the Torah and you you picked, I'm curious, what word did you, what did your finger point to? And the guy says, chapter 11. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. It's a little sophisticated. Not yeah, only do no, you have to good. know Hebrew. Yeah. Chapter 11. Indeed. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, thank you for humoring me with 11. That, that's the problem when you have an audience of one. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's all right. So what else do we have to go through before we sign off for the Christmas year? Um, what else we got? We didn't get that. I was dying for an Elizabeth Holmes ver- verdict this week. Um, I, 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 that's such a roller coaster ride for me. I, I had the utmost confidence that we were going to get something quick and, and, and done early. And well, now when it drags on, I wonder. It's 11. It's like 11 charges of wire fraud or something. Yeah. Right? So yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I think the reason it's taken longer than you would have hoped is they have to, it's like each one sort of an individual thing, right? Mm-hmm. I, I did send you that email about uh, the jury wanted to hear a taped recording of her giving yeah. her spiel. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a feeling that's that's kind of the nail in the coffin. But uh, Was she doing her deep voice then? Was she in deep voice mode? Yeah, I believe mode? it was deep voice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I would love to hear some oh. of that. I'm sure we can. I'm sure that there's there's somewhere to be found. So, and then I'm kind of waiting for the Ghislaine Maxwell situation. I'm kind of curious about that one myself. But you got um, a you got a gut feeling on that? Yeah. Well, I, I think both of those ladies are going to do time. I, I don't. I don't think. I, I don't have a feel for what the sentence is going to be, but. Uh, Somebody told me that the the Maxwell woman has said if she goes to jail, she's going to start naming names. Oh, wow. And I don't think that's a great career move. No. um, I'd be real hesitant to do that. Um, Her father was an interesting, colorful character. Yeah. yeah. I... um, yeah, I don't. I don't have the. I don't have total confidence that that's a slam dunk guilty verdict either. That they seem to. Yeah. They came to. They, they seem to skate through that pretty quickly, and uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you want to talk about the market quickly? I, yeah, I was. Yes, yes. I, I, the ahead. reason I bring it up is uh, I saw a couple of things this week that uh, I think are worth mentioning. Now, this definitely falls into the camp of the boy who cried wolf. It's fine. If you're not familiar with that story, I'd hit pause. Uh, and I'll leave that to you. But um, as I've mentioned uh, to you in the past, uh, David Zervos, a former colleague of mine and uh, rock climbing pal, uh, uh, writes a, a newsletter uh, that you have to subscribe to, and I'm a fully paid up subscriber. And I, I go way back with uh, with uh, David, uh, back before DZ, uh, back before the uh, the Jesus look. Um, I think even when it was his first wife, who uh, uh, was a nice lady, um, probably still is. Um, Anyway, I got the newsletter he put out the last day or two, and I read it, which I read all of his stuff, and uh, I immediately sent him a note, and I said, do you mind if I quote you on this? And he's like, no, I I love it. In fact, uh, a number of our equity uh, side clients listen to your podcast, and I I was delighted. I mean, that's... That's that's fantastic. Um, they obviously uh, come for the jokes and stay for the market color. Um, yeah. 
But uh, just long story short with DZ, many, many years ago, uh, I want to say it was maybe 08, 09, he switched, this is my take, he switched his views from being pure interest rate driven to being much more of a uh, asset allocator, um, risk manager type, um, you know, equity, not equity long short, but risk management type thing. So for instance, he would say, I'm going to buy the stock market, but to prevent, protect against a decline, I'm going to own two-year notes or I'm going to own blue euro dollar futures or I'm going to own any. And in and t- typical DZ fashion, he started making up cockamamie names for yeah, things. Sp- but, spoos you know, and blues. And, and all, spoos yeah, yeah, and yeah. blues and spoos and sigs and spoos and jays. And okay, Dave. Well, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the kids like it, okay? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's like I'm starting to call myself an artist, right? <laughs> like us artists. Um, so uh, the thing is, um, the guy's incredibly talented. He's very bright and he's very much attuned to that intersection between being an economist, uh, has a PhD in economics, I think. Um, but he can walk that balance beam between economics and the markets where, you know, you don't see a lot of. I haven't seen a lot of guys who can do that, and and David is is obviously quite quite adroit at that. Um, anyway, uh, since that 0809 period, he's been focused on putting this combo trade together of long the stock market and long some sort of fixed income security, as you know what people would call a tail hedge, and he's done very nicely with it. I I don't know what the numbers are. Uh, but I think on a risk adjusted or a sharp ratio or any of these things, the returns are very good. Anyway, he's an, a very delightful person to discuss these things with and, and, and puts them together in a very uh, concise, organized, bite-sized, easy, understandable. Okay, anyway, said enough nice things, right? So, you know, for years and years and years, he's always been long, the, the S&Ps. Well, Fucker's always been right. It's just, <laughs> I was gonna say it's a right? good strategy. Yeah, it's like it's like enough already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, a few months ago, he put out a piece that you know he didn't didn't like the market anymore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, I'm like, oh, well, we'll see. And he didn't say. I don't think he said he didn't like the market. And by the way, this is all my recollection of what he said. Okay. I just, yeah, yeah, don't no, wanna... no, we talked about it on the okay. show. I remember when it happened. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, I, I, you know, just AKA uh, uh, Kathy Wood, I, I don't want to claim to, if my memory is not so good. It's like, Your Honor, I don't remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A- anyway, he basically got back to neutral, said I had a good year, mm-hmm. don't think anything's great to do. I'm out. And uh, I sent him a note. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm, I, mean, I don't have any right to be proud of you, but I'm proud of you. You know, you, I'm a fucking, you nailed it, and it's okay to take a bow and sit on the sidelines, right? Okay. And so I've been kind of waiting because, you know, I've been feeling really bad about myself because I, you know, have missed the rally in uh, pretty much everything. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Oh my god, it's <laughs> awful being me. Um, so this piece comes in uh, from him, maybe Wednesday or Thursday, and he's like, "Okay, I got to tell you guys, I don't see anything that I like here. I think the level that the Fed comes to rescue the market is no longer ten or fifteen percent from here. It's like twenty five percent lower, and." seeing where the fixed income stuff is priced, there's nothing I could buy Mm -hmm. to allow me to buy the stock market and feel like I'm protected. Mm -hmm. On top of that, I think we're going to be getting some awful inflation uh, prints in the next few months. So he kind of hemmed and hawed and said, you know, stay tuned, I'll be back. Uh, 
I, I mean, I'm not going to try and guess what his plan is. But uh, so here's somebody that's, I can't call permable because, you know, he's not been a permable. And he's been, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sound like the idiot Canadian economist that's always bearish and claims <laughs> to be a strategist. Plus, your strategy would be wrong. Being wrong. <laughs> that us, what's your strategy? Well, my goal is to be wrong all the time. <laughs> but uh, it's only three grand a year. I was going to say. Gives you a hard time when you ask them questions. <laughs> yeah. Fucker. Uh, so, uh, anyway, so I'm on alert now, right? Because mm-hmm. here's a guy that, you know, I know, I respect, has been right. You know, it's just so, I mean, it's like there's people you think they know what they're doing. So DZ's mm-hmm, one of those. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, I belong to se- several different cohorts. For instance, uh, privileged white male cohort, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, senior citizen cohort, mm-hmm. uh, 1% cohort, mm-hmm. um, let's see, minority cohort, mm-hmm. minority being mm-hmm. Jewish. Right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're only point five percent of the population. That makes us a minority, right? Okay. So the reason I mention I'm part of a lot of cohorts is I see a lot of different bits of information, and I see a lot of the same information from different sources. So you know, I might see a uh, a new statin medication from you know AARP. And uh, I may see it on uh, Zero Hedge because the company that makes it just made a lot of money. Okay, that's sort of an example. Okay. Well, uh, I saw a Bloomberg article. Uh, I think, let me see if I can find the guy's name. Chris Bryant, maybe? I'll bring it, I'll see if I can bring it up here without knocking myself off the internet. Um, to, um, okay. Chris Bryant. Behold the paranoid style in American investing. Uh, now, if you read this article, I know what you would do. You would have emailed it to me and said, MB, this guy listens to our show and he copied it. <laughs> because they go in, he goes in and just basically says everything we've been seeing for 48 <laughs> weeks in a row. It's like right? you ghost wrote it. <laughs> Jesus, it's just unbelievable. How about a little? Thank you. Seriously. Um, I bring it up because this Bloomberg article came to me from a couple of different sources. And one of the sources is a collection of very high net worth, intelligent investors. So you see something like that. And to me, I'm trying to be a second order thinker, right? So, um, this group, to them, the, the, the thing most important to them is money. The second most important thing is looking like they're smart. So the only time I get blurbs from this group is when someone's trying to say, oh, look at me, I'm smart, and I'm passing along something that I want you to think is smart, too. Uh-huh. And it's this article. And so I'm starting to see some things that we really, this is why I like talking to you once a week about this stuff, because, you know, I talk all the time and I I never know what I'm saying. And (laughs) it's 20% true, but uh, (laughs) you've got a good recollection. And and we've, I don't think I've ever mentioned this to you where I'm starting to see news stories from people that our investors have real responsibility and they're starting to point out cracks in the foundation of these things. So, um, so I'm curious to see uh, how that plays out. Um, and the, the last little tidbit I thought was kind of neat, I was reading Grant's Interest Rate Observer. That guy can write. He's, he's got an incredible writing style. Uh, he pointed out, if I remember this correctly, in the last recession – I think he said last recession. 70% of the technology companies lost 70% or more of their value. 
mean, think, yeah. think about that. That's askjeeves.com. Ask Jeeves. Yeah. So, uh, the, but the truth of the matter is, I'm I'm just I'm just trying to find a way to end up getting into the market. I was going to ask you, what do you? I've had what enough else? Of, I had enough of swimming against the current. What are you watching on Thursday? What are you watching yesterday? When you're sitting down watching what's going on, what are you what are you paying attention to? Oh, don't ask me that. Come on, walk me through, please. I I know because I'm sure it's dark and depressing. Like, come on, where where do we start when you and you know it's six thirty when you're when you're up and you turn on your Bloomberg? Where are we starting? What are you sniffing around and what are you paying attention to? Because I know the answer is goddamn gold starts Fuck there. Fucking gold. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Every time I think I get out, they pull me back. <sighs> so uh, a number of these guys I talk to uh, who've been like the gold guys have been saying, I don't know anything about gold other than there's somebody that's standing there selling gold. Like, I, I'm just telling you, I stared at the market for 40 years, and mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. can tell when someone's doing something. Mm -hmm, just like mm -hmm. the reminiscences of a stock operator, right? Yep, you can read the tape, yeah. Okay. Lo and behold, there was a thing in Zero Hedge today talking about the Central Bank of Turkey selling, you know, 10 or 20 Earth. or billions of dollars of assets to support mm -hmm. the currency, right? So, mm -hmm. uh Gold started trading better towards the end of the week. Now, I don't know whether that's because uh, the shorts are covering going into year end or whether it's because Turkey's done or whether maybe people just realize that, you know, M2 growth has been going up at 15% and inflation. I mean, I fuck, I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, that's, that's sort of what I was, what I was looking at. I did have a little banter with, uh, our friend Kevin Muir, um, I, I suppose uh, this isn't probably the best way that I would love my children to perceive me, but Kevin's last research piece, uh, and I'm going to give him a free plug, uh, you know, the, the um, macro tourist, mm -hmm. is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he starts every post with like kind of like a funny picture. Always, yeah. Right? Well, this week's started with a picture of Sarah Jessica Parker from the Sex and the City. Mm -hmm. Did you see this? I Did saw Sarah Jessica Parker, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, holy shit, girlfriend. Lay off the plastic surgery, right? <laughs> this... She what a, about oh 110. This poor I woman. I, I, I didn't just, recognize her. I didn't recognize her. Exactly. Okay. So... Kevin says something like, she's not my taste either, but beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And I said, you know, it reminded me of a story. And um, once again, I, I'm going to say this is totally legit on the up and up because this could get misconstrued. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So 1994, 1995, you know, uh, I'm running the prop group, and we're doing really well. But the guys running the firm, whether they meant it or didn't mean it or half meant it, they're always telling me, you got to be more like long-term capital. You got to be more like long-term capital. I'm like, uh, sure, whatever. <laughs> and at that point, there were a bunch of guys making money in Russia. And so, you know, I'm like, well, I hear guys are making money in Russia. And I go, well, go to Russia. See what's yeah. going on there. So I grab, I don't want to say his name because uh, uh, anyway, just to privacy. But I, I mm -hmm. grab my guy that I work with when there's ever anything kind of new and technical. And mm -hmm. I, I mean, because he's fucking rip-roaring great at this stuff. So he and I line up a bunch of meetings, and we jump on a plane to, to Moscow in February. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Yikes. <laughs> exactly. And then next trip's to Miami in July, but 
Because <laughs> the fears are so attractive. Yeah. <laughs> so we land, we land in Moscow in 1995, 1996. Maybe, no, no, maybe 97. Anyway, it's dreary and it's mm-hmm. cold and it's just like the movies, you know? Yeah, like the, yeah, yeah. And now we're getting treated first class because uh, we're investors and we have uh, our, our owner at the time, Nat West, had a correspondent office in Moscow. So okay. there's already an infrastructure to help us like have meetings and stuff like that. So we go to like the nicest hotel in Moscow. And this is before like the oligarchs and stuff. So, I mean, it was fine and all, but you know, when I heard we were staying at the nicest place, I thought it was going to be like the nicest place. Right. And, mm-hmm. and it's hard, I think for people today or younger people today to appreciate the emotion that me and my colleague went through because, you know, you grew up thinking the Russians were going to blow you up. Right. And so now you're kind of like in enemy territory we check in and, and the woman behind the counter is like, uh, I need your passport. I'm like, uh, <laughs> what are you going to do with it? <laughs> They're like, we, we hang on to it till you leave. I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, like, I, I just don't trust anybody, right? So anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I the passport. And I go up to the room and, and it's just frigid in the room and I end up sleeping in my clothes and the whole thing. And uh, so the next day we go, uh, and meet the local correspondent guy. And he's arranged a bunch of meetings for us, which is really nice. And we have a driver. I, I may have told you this. We had like a driver who was this missing a finger. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we got this SUV and he puts like this blue flashing police light on it. So we never have to wait in traffic. So we go to, in the middle of the day, we go to lunch with the correspondent guy and a couple of the traders from uh, the bank. And it's sort of like, an executive businessman's lunch at a Ramada kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. You can order off a menu or there's a little uh, a buffet station mm-hmm. and the waitresses mm-hmm. are all women, I guess, I'd say in their 40s, but it was cold and they were Russian, so they're probably in their 30s, mm-hmm. you know, wearing like the brown dirty apron and... Mm-hmm. So I, I do remember specifically ordering off the menu because I don't eat from buffets. <laughs> so, uh, and it was relatively cheap. It was like eight or 10 bucks for lunch. And I commented, mm-hmm. it's kind of inexpensive. It was, I'm mm-hmm. surprised. And one of the guys says, well, listen, it's a restaurant during the day. And at night, it's sort of a, uh, a bar where some of the business guys come to hang out. In fact, um, we have dinner tonight, and after dinner, we're going to stop here for a drink and meet these other people from oh. another bank or something like that. Like, okay, but I go to bed early. and like, no problem, no problem. <laughs> so we go to dinner, and it's in one of these Soviet-style buildings. And uh, apparently in several of the, the Russian countries, there's like a, a government building, and they use the same plan. So it's like the same building, exact same building in like five different places. Okay. Anyway, yeah. we, we're having dinner in this restaurant, and there's a bunch of young American kids who are working for different companies. They come over, and, you know, they were making a ton of money and spending a ton of money. And I said, do you worry about your personal safety around here? Like, nah, no, you know, no one will ever. I'm like, okay, well, apparently I don't get it. So anyway, <laughs> we, have a, we have a lovely dinner, and uh, they're like, it was maybe eight o'clock, eight thirty. They said, "On the way back to your hotel, you know, we'll drop you and your colleague off, but we're supposed to meet these two guys for a drink at this place where we had lunch." And I'm like, "Okay, fine." And uh, it's like twenty below. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. And I got some flimsy, stinking, you know, fancy winter coat I got from Richards. Mm-hmm. That it's mm-hmm. it's great standing on the soccer field at forty degrees yeah. watching, you know, Brunswick yeah. play Greenwich. Wasn't meant from Moscow, yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we pull up in this SUV, and I see the restaurant. But now there's a velvet rope, and there's a line of people, and the line mm-hmm. is like men and women. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I'm like, dude, you know, I'm kind of tired. Uh, how about I, how about I, I let you guys go. And they're like, no, no, no. They, they really want to meet you. And, uh, I'm like, Oh fuck. Okay. <laughs> Cause I'm thinking I can just walk home from here. Cause I know it's like, it's like park Avenue. Right. And yeah. I know we're at 500 park and the hotel's like at 700 park, but I don't know whether it's two blocks or 20 and it's 20 below. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I'm getting to the reason I tell you the story. So anyway, we get out of the car and we go to the front of the line with the velvet rope and the bouncer says to the guy from the, the bank, oh, Mr. So-and-so, right this way. And I'm like, oh, great. So we go in and there's a table just like, you know, at one of DJ Sal's gigs. And in this room, I don't know, let's say there are 50 people. Yeah. 10 guys and 40 women. And I'm like, okay, one drink, I'm out of here because this is this is not where I want to be. Yeah. But the reason I bring it up is because of these 40 women, there was everything from the most beautiful woman you've ever seen to something that lived under the bridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I realized that the reason that that kind of woman was there was because somebody would, that's what somebody wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, it's true. So to Kevin, when he said, you know, there's, you know, someone for everyone, <laughs> I, I'm like, yeah, that's an there's awful a, long story. There's, so there's maybe a, we can edit it out a bit. In the, there's a Russian, a Russian goblin waiting for you somewhere. <laughs> um, other notable things this week. Uh, I had drinks with a fraternity brother of mine that I hadn't seen in like 40 years. Now, I'm not like a reunion guy. Mm-hmm. Like I've been to two reunions in my life. One was for like the 50th anniversary of Aubrey G. Lanston. Okay. I went to that. That was depressing beyond words. <laughs> I was going to say. And the other was in 2008, I went to my 30th high school reunion. Mm-hmm. Now, I was really conflicted to go to that one because in 08, Springsteen was doing these concerts where part of the concert, he was doing an entire album from start to finish. And the night of this um, reunion, he was playing at the garden the entire wild, innocent, innocent knee street shuffle. And uh, Big Ed was gone, and I went to the reunion, which... Once again, it's like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, uh, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was really bad. The, the only saving grace was there was this young uh, lady uh, in high school that I had a big crush on, freshman, sophomore year, and she wanted nothing to do with me. And, um, okay, so such is life. But, but but she was at the reunion, and oddly enough, she bared a striking resemblance to that woman in Moscow I just told you about. That <laughs> That's a great, and you felt great about that, I'm sure. Oh my! So God. you know, the small victories, okay? Isn't it funny how these things tie ah, together? Geez. Yes, amazing. Uh, uh, buddy, I feel terrible uh, that you're not feeling well. Ah no, I'll be fine. Um, I've, I, I like I said, I'm at ninety percent. Um, if that was, it was just if that's if that's the worst of it, it's over. Yeah. Um, and it's not, it's not a problem. Yeah, so, good. yeah, good. All right. Well, so uh, how do we proceed? So this is twenty fourth of December. Uh, what do you what do you want to do about sh- shows and going forward and vacations and. We'll see. You tell me. When are you coming back to the East Coast? Well, you know, the security detail prefers I not give out specific dates and locations for obvious reasons. Um, (laughs) I think we're supposed to come back the 15th. But uh, Kate and Maddie uh, are on their way here, as I mentioned. And I have a feeling that 
they're not going to be going back to the office by the time, you know, the dust clears and maybe we'll be out here a little longer. But um, I would say the 15th. So, okay. I mean, you want to keep right. going? Let's see what happens. Right. We'll see what happens. If anything exciting happens during the week, um, we'll do it. If you don't feel like doing it, we won't do it. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see if people send us emails nagging us. You know, there's a lot of people that, you know, get all up in arms like Kevin Muir's father needs, you know, that can't let these people down. There's people on oh. cold Canadian nights that need our warm voices. You know, um, if I may, we haven't discussed this uh, mm-hmm. with uh, management, but um, so this is episode 49. Correct. Right. And they run about an hour. Okay. So that's 49 hours of you and me talking without having anything to talk about. Do you agree with that? Never once made a note. (laughs) Um, What if we invite listeners to send questions? Okay. And maybe what we do is this. Um, Maybe you look at the questions, and if you think they're technical in nature, for instance, could you explain put-call parity? If if you don't know what that is, maybe we invite you to, to email with Kevin, and the two of you decide if it's a good question or not. And then you can ask me, because mm-hmm. one thing mm-hmm. I really liked doing was going in front of like uh, bankers and analysts and them trying to trip me up. And mm-hmm. I, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, I enjoy that. Yeah, and I think the listeners, are, be careful what you ask for. You're going to get questions. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm quite comfortable with not answering. Good. But, um, <laughs> Next question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Inside baseball cast. Inside baseball cast at gmail.com or ibwoc.com. Yeah, that's a very popular uh NFT. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you, can I ask you a question? We don't, we're almost out of time, but I are you familiar with the metaverse? Am I familiar with what? I'm sorry? The metaverse. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So is that like you put on like the uh, goggles for virtual reality and you're like walking around in like a pretend land kind of thing? Well, I took I took some NyQuil and when I went to sleep, then I, you know, I, I, I thought that I slipped into the metaverse. Um, you know, I have some real estate there and a yacht. Um, it's lovely, quite frankly, and, until I wake up and then, then it's not really there. So I think that's my understanding of it. Did you visit that bar in Moscow on the way home just for one drink? Jeez. Um, dude, what a joke. Well, Go the, ahead. See, what? the reason I mean, I'm, this is a question. It's a mm-hmm, question, but mm-hmm. it obviously has a bias to it. Is this something, it's another reason to sit in the house by yourself in front of the computer? This is for young virgin males. <laughs> That's who this is for, okay? This, this oh is video games. God. This is video games to the nth degree. These are video game kids who have now become adults, and they said, we're going to play Sims, and, dude, they're selling real estate for no, six that, figures. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like uh, sell when you can. You're not for all markets. I mean, the sell part I get. It's the buy part that doesn't. But this is why I I, I ask this naively. The the idea is you sit by yourself or maybe with someone else with goggles on in a magical world in your house on the computer. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, utopia. Huh. Yeah, it's, huh. yeah. I don't see it taking off. <laughs> it's certainly uh, going to keep you from getting not only uh, Omicron, but any sort of venereal disease. <laughs> yeah, see, absolutely. <laughs> Virginity you secured. Have, you might have some skin abrasions. <laughs> the metaverse, please stop. <sighs> 
Oh, all right. Merry now that we've Christmas. ruined, now that we've ruined the Christmas episode, bringing up the metaverse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so. like 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 the, the poor kids that are following Santa on NORAD. You know, the metaverse. Yeah, Santa's in the metaverse. Please, oh. please, please, buddy. It's been fun. I know we yeah. sometimes sound like flat earthers. Okay, since two grumpy old men sitting here for forty nine weeks. Yeah. So now it's one grumpy old man and one <laughs> young grumpy man with some Bitcoin that he's got <laughs> underwater. Dragging me around. <laughs> YOLO, baby. It'll be okay. Please. Goodbye. <laughs> All right, pal. All um, right, pal. I'll talk to you to soon. You. Be, Likewise, be well. pal. Take care. Cheers.